This is the Ag Engineering Podcast that rolls right into the details on tools, tips, and techniques that improve you, your farm, and our world. I'm your host, Andy Chamberlain from the University of Vermont Extension, and this podcast is sponsored by Northeast SARE. Thanks for listening. This episode comes to you from Westminster, West Vermont, where I visit with Howard Prusak of High Meadows Farm. He grows on six acres in the climate zone five, and his gross sales are around $350,000. In this episode, Howard talks about his plastic mulch layer and how he uses it as a key production system on his farm. I do want to apologize off the bat for the audio is not quite as good in this episode, for I somehow did not save the clip off the microphone from his perspective, so you're hearing it from my microphone, which is a few feet away. Sorry about that, but here we go with the show. We're looking at a Rainflow um, 2550 mulch layer. What it does is it builds the bed, puts down drip tape, either one or two rows of drip tape, and puts um, either black, any plastic mulch you want, black or white or silver, and covers the edges all in one operation. So it's ingenious that way. It's On a raised bed, you can adjust the height of the raised bed, or you can even have it flat ground. Uh, we do a raised bed, uh, and we found that it does Year over year, it'll increase production, and um, if you get a really wet year, it'll save your production <laughs> from getting too wet. So it's um, it, it's a great machine, very low maintenance. Um, not to I don't find hardly any farm equipment to be expensive except um, brand new tractors. But most of the specialized farm equipment is appropriately priced for what you're getting and the labor saving. And, and if you take care of it, you know, 20 years later, you could get at least half of your money back, if not more. Sometimes I've sold piece, pieces that I've had for 30 years, and I, I sold it for what I paid 30 years ago. So it's hard to beat that. Um, so the mulch layer, bed builder mulch layer is, is a great machine, and I find Rainflow to be really the Cadillac of, of that genre. Um, there are other makers that make some less expensive machines, and they'll they'll do okay. But for utility and flexibility, uh, the qual- the rain flower is hard to beat. And I did I do have the road track, which is an automatic um, leveler that, um, if on a side hill, it prevents the machine from slipping uh, down below the tractor, so it keeps it perfectly perpendicular to the tractor. Um, which is very important when you go to plant with a tractor or cultivate or, or anything like that. So, um, excellent machine. What's the cost of a mulch layer with drip tape included in your row track units and like? I'm trying. I, it was over four thousand dollars. This my machine now is about ten years old. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's gone up that much in price. I think. Uh, with the road track, I also have, I didn't mention, there's a fertilizer hopper on that as well. So I'm putting down um, up to, thir- like in the bed, like 1,200 pounds of fertilizer per acre. And you can adjust the rate. And it's all stainless steel. It's worth it. So if you, uh, And that's an expensive add-on. I, I think it might have been $900 just for that add-on. Mm. Um, but again, it's stainless steel and it's worth it. Um, so let's say I've got roughly say it's five thousand or fifty four hundred dollars plus shipping. 
uh, for that for that machine. And if you compare it to haying equipment, it, you realize that veg, specialized vegetable farming stuff is really a bargain, and it's going to last you, you know, if it doesn't last you 20 years, and you're doing something wrong, and, and it'll it, the labor savings on that is so easy to see, and the increase in production is so easy to see uh, that it's really one of those no-brainers. So nobody's I, very few people regret buying them. Sometimes you do find them used. <coughs> Some people uh, decide after whatever a few years it doesn't fit their system or they're changing what they grow and you know for whatever reason. But no one ever got rid of it saying it's a piece of crap. Right. Uh, they're just changing their system and they, they no longer need it. Um, so if you, if you use it, and you don't have to use it with plastic, you could just, and I do use it just to make a raised bed with drip lines in it. Mm. Um, but most of the time I'm putting down plastic. And if, uh, I've saved so many farmers from a life of drudgery of weeding by hand and not getting onion crops or garlic crops or squash crops because they've lost it to weeds. And, you know, you go to plastic and you're going to eliminate 90% of the weeding um, and the heartache and you're going to double, you easily double your yields over non-plastic growing on many crops. Uh, I know that because one year we ran, we were laying plastic and we ran out of plastic and we kept on going. Half of the bed was plastic and half of the bed wasn't. So we planted our squash crop and when go to harvest time, the crop that wasn't on plastic was half the yield. And it was like the light bulb went out, oh, look at that, it's half the yield. And what, what's the difference? There was no plastic. No, plastic's not a miracle. I, I mean, it is a miracle. <laughs> but what, and yeah, nobody loves plastic. I don't like using plastic. But I like being in business. Right. And, and it just allowed me to stay in business for, for, I've been doing this for 50 years. I started using black plastic 47 years ago. So I may have more experience with black plastic probably than almost anybody in the world. Um, and, you know, I'm still in business. My soils aren't poisoned. I've seen a lot of this anti-plastic propaganda crap. It's like, you know, point if my, my, my soils aren't poisoned, my earthworms are really happy. And I've got snakes, I've got crickets, I've got insects, my organic matter is improved. I've prevented erosion. My fertility levels are great. Um, so all that anti-plastic, don't want to use plastic? Don't use plastic, that's fine. That's, you know, it, that's actually better for me. There's less competition. <laughs> so I encourage people, don't use plastic. It's nasty stuff. Ignore everything I said. <laughs> so, yes, getting rid of it, you know. And, you know, an acre of plastic, it does, it, what's amazing, it's like, oh, an acre of black plastic. You could fill it like several bushel baskets when you compress it. It's so thin. You're talking about one millimeter of, of one mil of plastic. And you could cover an acre, 90 pounds of black plastic will do an acre. Come on, you know. That's yeah, like, like the that, volume. Yeah. That, that, that's not the argument to, to reduce your plastic consumption, no, we're, we're per se. we're not destroying the world because, you know, we're doing several acres with black plastic. And drip tapes use uh, one-tenth of the water. We're saving water. Um, we're preventing disease. I mean, for every cockamamie argument against using plastic, I've got ten substantial real-world <laughs> arguments why why you should if you're going to be in farming and you know trying to make a living.
Yeah, yeah. Now, again, you don't have to. This way, you, the farmer, not every farmer uses black plastic, and they're in business too. I get it. <laughs> but for me, and you know, on my land, which is very hilly and prone to erosion uh, at times, black plastic has been a conservation tool. So, thank you. The benefits outweigh the, the cons it, for you. For me. And, and most most people, everyone yeah. has to decide yep. for themselves. It's free, free choice. Well, um, was there any any modifications you've had to make to that plastic mulch layer aside from, you know, a few minor adjustments to get no, to the dirt right? you have to adjust your conditions, um, you know, match it to your tractor. Um, you do have to learn to, field preparation is vital. You want to have um, as well tilled soil as you can, no lumps of sod. You know, it's not impossible to lay plastic on a lumpy field, but you're not going to like yourself. <laughs> you're going to be cursing and you're going to hate it. Um, so you really want to, uh, and rotivating is really the only way you can. So if you're an anti-rotivator, you can shut this video now. I'm also, I'm a pro-rotivator. I'm a pro-plow, pro-rotivator person. And um, it, it prepares the soil uh, really well. So you want to have well well-prepared soil for for laying the mulch so you have to be prepared for that and you, so you got to wait sometimes the weather conditions it's too wet and and this and that so you learn all those skills of, of laying and hillsides and whatnot and that's why the road track feature is nice um, but you know sometimes one field is different than the next and but these are things that you find out pretty quick so it, yeah. it's they're fun skills and in the end you're gonna, even doing a so-so job with your mulch layer is still better than not using it. You'll, you'll be happy. Save yourself and your crew hours and hours and hours. The crew loves it. Yeah. You know, and a raised bed, you know, if they're planting by hand, you're not bending as far. Same thing with harvest. You're not bending as far to cut something because it's up six inches off of the ground already. And we've had rain sometimes. I've got pictures of harvesting vegetables we're wearing boots and standing in water and and the vegetables are above the water line because they're on raised beds and we're still able to harvest so and it, it helps in the opposite effect too when you've got a drought of a season too right Be well the, the, the plastic, plastic will does. hold the moisture there's the conservation part and the drips are providing water and the plastic is conserving it so uh, that's why year in and year out on plastic versus non you're going to get 50 percent more uh, yield yeah. because when you average all those bad and unusual weather conditions, which happen every year, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a plus overall. You're going to, it, it, it's just, just good. But yeah, crew loves dealing with pl um, plastic in the field. Easier wheat, you know, the weeds are much fewer and all that management is just better. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If I can ask you or direct you to do one thing, that is to go to the website for this podcast, agengpodcast.com. That's A-G-E-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. There you'll find the show notes. You'll find links to the farmer who we chatted with today, as well as photos or videos uh, from the call when I visited the farm. 
If you've got some feedback to share, my contact information's on there, or you can leave me a voicemail, and you can do that right from the link in the description in the mobile app you're listening to this to, so go ahead and do that. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great day.